0: message series that is, we're calling Attitudes for Success, and it's based on, it's actually based on the Bible, it's not based on the movie, but the movie is based on the principles, the movie that we did and premiered last week, a couple weeks ago, um, sometimes it's funny, was was based on these principles. It was used to illustrate some of the key things that you find in, in scripture that it says about um, that, that the Bible says about success. You find out that it is primarily the, the Scripture. I, I need my message notes up here. If you could give them to me, that would be great. Um, the, what you find in Scripture is that there are five attitudes. An attitude is a mental or an emotional preset toward life. As you approach a relationship, as you approach a responsibility, as you handle different projects and things, you, you choose an, an approach, you choose an attitude, a mental and emotional preset. We tend to have these things really rooted in us, our attitudes that we, that we choose toward life. Well, the Bible shows that a great deal of our success is dependent on the attitudes that we choose. We, we have real success in connection with the attitudes that we have chosen to approach life with. We all have these preset attitudes. There are certain attitudes that bring real blessing from God. Um, the, last week we looked at the first two. Fear of the Lord, which means that you take God seriously and you stay within the limits that he's given to life, and then trust in the Lord, which you need if you stay inside of God's limits. You really need to trust God with the outcome of things if you're going to stay inside of his boundaries. So that those two are the first two. That makes up faith. Today we're going to look at humility. Uh, this attitude helps you find success. It helps you move towards success without animosity or retaliation. This isn't very magnified in our culture humility is sort of a negative as you watch tv and the movies but in the scripture it's a real positive if you understand it and how god works through the humble you you learn to choose it you you want to learn to choose it Um, so we we have some examples from the movie that was written sometimes it's funny that illustrate the value of humility. Zach and Al are the two main characters. They're, they're comedians. They're trying to break into Hollywood in a career in Hollywood. And you see their attitudes toward their work, toward relationships. They tend to pop up. I, I have a couple of clips that compare and contrast uh, Zach's attitude and Al's attitude that I'd like to show you. Um, Let's watch him and then I'll talk about him. Let's watch the first, first set of clips.
1: Hey, did you see that link I, I sent you? Not yet. Oh, dude, he's hilarious. He's okay. I saw him in Vegas
2: once. He was all right. Dude, his new stuff is too funny. I learned a lot from him. Oh, yeah? Yes, no wonder the
1: guy doesn't need a day job anymore. Day job? I don't have a day job. Be quiet. I'm serious. I put my wife to work. Oh, yeah, that'll be the day. You should try it. Leave the coffee shop work to the actors and writers and their wives. Okay, if I did that, it
2: would look like this. I would be getting groceries, doing the laundry in between, uh, auditioning and pitching my pilot.
1: What? Sorry, I don't speak crazy. There's
0: Zach's attitude. Now we'll see Al's.
2: A month ago. We love baseball and they do this new thing at the stadium where they find the worst car in the parking lot, ugliest, nastiest, dirtiest, dingiest thing, and they put it on the big screen, and the dirtiest car that night was an iPod touch. So my, my wife and I, not even knowing what an iPod touch is, we said, Whatever that thing is, that's not worth the embarrassment of having our car or anybody's car put on, on that board. Well, it turns out it is worth it. Have you guys seen these things? They're amazing. A month ago, if someone said, hey, you got a picture of your wife? I'm like, yeah, let me pull out of my wallet and it's got bent corners and all this. Now I've got like 15,000 pictures in this from when I was born all the way to yesterday. Uh, 15,000 pictures. I've got songs in here. I've got videos. I can navigate the worldwide interweb. I can check things like how much should I tip my waiter. I can do my taxes. I can do anything. This is a mini laptop. And I love it, but you know what? The honeymoon actually... In the last few weeks, it's kind of been waning, and it's a little bit over because I started feeling like I was better than people. Like if I pull out the, the iPod touch to show someone just a picture of my wife, they're like, whoa, what's that? That's, I've only seen them on TV. Well, then I feel like a jerk, like I'm this wealthy guy that you know, can't relate to the peasants. So I don't do it anymore. Someone says, hey, Al, you got the time? I kind of look up at the sun, and I say, oh, it's about <laughs> 1.33. Hey, can I see a picture of your wife? You got a napkin? I'll sketch it down for you. And they're thinking, well, wow, he do not have a watch. He do not have like a picture. No not. And so I think, well, now, you know, we're on even ground again because I've got the iPod Touch in my pocket. And I just know that that's my ace in the hole. But the only people I actually pull it out around anymore are the iPhone guys. Because I can go over and hang out with them and, you know, not feel like I'm better. Because I say, you know, hey, guys, let me make a phone call here. Boop, 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 boop. No, i just kidding. I can't make a call. It's not a phone. It's just an iPod touch. You know? Get together, guys. Scoot in. I'm going to take a picture. I can't take a picture. There's no camera on this thing. And those guys are loving it, man, because they know all about the thing. And I say, never mind. I'm going to go over here in the iPod touch world. And you guys go save the rest of the world with those things. It's great.
0: There's an introduction to humility because humility has to do with the position that you take toward other people. Either you know you could tell Zach he's too good for certain kind of work, and actually I bet his wife feels used to help him with his goals. Al, in a goofy routine, is talking about he's talking about whether or not he's going to put himself above the others. Around him. He's concerned about that. Very different approach to relationships that you find. In Scripture you learn that humility opens doors to real success. Here are some benefits of humility that you find in the Scripture. First of all, intimacy with God, closeness to God. Isaiah fifty seven, fifteen For thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I will dwell on a high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. God draws close to the humble. This, this is a very important thing. And he re-energizes them. If you're in the middle of your day and you're, you're running out of steam, where you're just, you're just grinding, you're trying to get stuff done, and you find out, oh, I'm trying to do it all myself. God, I need your help. I humble myself before you. Usually when you're grinding and pushing and striving to try to get your stuff going, you're leaving awake. You know, God, that was wrong. You get it right. And God re-energizes. Energy. He, he, he revives the spirit of the contrite, the lowly. Those who humble themselves before him. That's a, that's a real benefit of humility. Wisdom is another benefit. When you find yourself in a situation where you're asking, Oh, Lord, what do I do here? God, what, what should I say? What, how do I respond? That is exactly when you need wisdom. You, wisdom is uh, the, taking the right steps and having the right timing to solve a problem, to face a challenge, to accomplish a goal. So wisdom is needed every day of our lives. Psalm 25, 9. He leads the humble, God, in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Proverbs 11. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. When you need wisdom, if you humble yourself and ask God, he delivers the wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to read situations and choose the best response. It's knowing the right timing and the steps to take to solve the problem, to deal with the, the issue that you're facing. You, your success in life is determined by how, how well you stack up right responses to things every day. That's, that's what happens. Humility gives you the right vantage point in situations. It gives you the right perspective. Pride distorts your viewpoints, sort of like that mirror on the car. You know, where you're looking on this side, you're trying to see behind you. Objects in this mirror may be closer than they appear. Well, if you're looking through a mirror of pride, you are bigger than you are. And it distorts your own importance in the situation. It distorts Uh, just how to move forward. You can't really see. You have no uh, perspective. And you end up choosing the wrong path, the wrong response. Three, God's help comes to the humble. He mocks proud mockers, Proverbs 3 says, but gives grace to the humble. Grace from God is a breath of fresh air, and it gives a power to it. Because we, we live our lives before him. And when, when you feel like you're just, boy, I'm just, I got out of the What do we say? We get out of the wrong side of the bed. Got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. And it's just not going well. You, you feel like, you just feel like oh, you're under this oppressive thing that's going on. And you, you just, God, I need your help. You humble yourself before him and a breath of fresh air. He gives grace, unmerited favor. You didn't earn it, but he gives it to you, and the grace comes. Um, If you defend yourself in situations, if you're bullheaded and arrogant, then God gives no help. He leaves you on your own. But grace goes to those who humble themselves. Uh, Fourth benefit, wealth and honor and life. Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor in life. Mix fear of the Lord with humility and you experience these things. Now, you you may not become the next Bill Gates. That's not what this passage is saying. You know, one of the richest men in the world. But, but from wherever you are, your money grows. Because you aren't driven by pride. You're, you're driven by doing what's right before God, and humility. You're choosing it over and over again. Genuinely humble people tend to grow. Uh, Life blossoms in in their realm, in the world they live in, in their world. You know, it's normal to want respect. We want honor. We want to be respected. That's, That's okay. That's a normal desire. It's not a bad thing. But we tend to take a cheap route to get it. We want to demand it. We try to try to squeeze it out of situations. Respect is given to the humble. Humility allows us to really go hard after our goals and retain respect from others. Genuinely hum- humble people are respected, but the proud, they tend to repel. And no one wants to get close to them. And nobody roots for them, for sure. The proud, nobody's rooting for them. If we humble ourselves, marriage goes better. Our relationship to our kids grows, flourishes. Things go better at work with our boss and co-workers. final benefit of humility is exaltation in due time. First Peter 5, 6-7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. If, if you try to push your way to the top of something, then there are problems. You're creating a wake. You, look, you, you may get to the top, you look behind and there's wreckage. You, you have left a path. Uh, it doesn't go well. Humility isn't a shortcut, but God makes you shine over time if you humble yourself and do right. Do what's right before you. Be faithful and do what's right. Humility, here's the definition. Humility is a voluntary attitude of respect and deference to others. I'd like to show you another clip uh, from Sometimes It's Funny. And we're going to see Al uh, blow it in a financial decision, and we're going to see how he handles that with his wife, and then we're going to jump to a clip with Zach, and what Zach has done is he and his wife have been in an argument earlier, and we're going to see two apologies in this clip. One's handled one way, and another's handled another way, and then we'll talk about them.
2: Check it out. Sweet. Yeah. How much did it cost you? Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. It's beautiful. Yeah. Hey Hey Maggie. What's up? Check it out. How much did this cost? Oh, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. You're right, you'll tell me no lies. How much did this cost? Did you put this on the credit card? No, I didn't put no credit card bills are bad, right, bud? So where did you get the money for this? Did you get the T V gig? Uh no, we didn't get that. But I just we just moved some funds around from savings over, you know, less than half, a little more than half. You spent $2,000 on a television set? Plus tax. You know, I heard about something called opportunity cost. It's the actual cost of something over time since you spent the money instead of saving it. What? Um, so the total cost of this TV after 8% of interest over a 30-year period is about $16,000. That's not 000, There's dollars. no way. And it's, it's a liar. Well, and after about no. 12% actually but, would be... Uh, no, but... Come uh, on. You know what? I should go. Yeah. Uh, Good idea. Have fun. Never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. You know he's making that up. Hey. Hey. I just want to say one thing. Ask one thing. And that's it. Okay. I'm sorry. I was irresponsible. Should talk to you about the purchase. Yeah. And what did you want to ask? We're in this together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello.
1: a day off. I'm
2: just tired.
1: Hey, um... I'm sorry if you took what I said the wrong way the other day, you know? What? I said I'm sorry if your feelings got hurt when... You were bugging me when I was in that bad mood the other day. I wouldn't have been joking around if you hadn't been teasing me about being hurt. I was trying to help you. I wasn't teasing you. Yeah, you were. I know your forehand. I know your backhand. How can you say that? You were laughing at me on the inside. You were glad I was hurt. The only time I wished you were hurt is right now. Maybe if your mouth was swollen shut, you wouldn't be coming at me with this this stupid, this backwards, fake apology! You wish I were hurt. You're sick. Get over yourself! I apologized to you twice, even though I was just joking around. You don't joke around when you're in a bad mood. You called me a monkey. And you called me that because you were trying to hurt me. Now it's all about you, isn't it? Take a look around you, sweetheart. There are other people in this world. You're right. Thank you. When you're right, you're right. Am I right? People need to stop being so touchy about being wrong. Get over it. Let's have a few laughs and keep moving, okay? So who wants to learn things the hard way? Not me. I've
2: done that enough times already.
0: The, uh, you see, uh, tr- the media group that put this film together did a really good job on, on this. Uh, what, what you see is Al humbling himself before his wife. I was wrong. And uh, that pulls like a magnet. That pulls his wife toward him. The humility. She starts rooting for him again. They they, be, they see themselves as a team. Zach, on the other hand, his non-apology. If you are so little that you took offense at what I said, then boy, I've, I'm sorry. You see, he put it on her. That wasn't a real appall. That wasn't wasn't any way, shape, or form humility. And it created a barrier between them that was still there. And it was in the way. Humility helps relationships move forward. Where you're working on a team, where you're working together, where you're in in a family and you're trying to accomplish something, you choose humility, people root for you. They're on your side. You're drawing them toward you. And you're drawing them toward the right things. Pride leaves a barrier. Romans twelve ten. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. This this is the competition. We're to outdo one another in showing honor. That's 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 where the competition lies. All of you, 1 Peter five five. all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I humble myself. We, I choose humility. I clothe myself with it. Like you choose what you wear in the morning. In situation after situation after situation, we have to choose humility. It doesn't come naturally. Pride comes more naturally. But humility... Is something we choose. Humility involves position, respect, and service. In, in relation to position, I take a lower position. I mentally choose a lower position toward God, toward my leaders, toward friends. I choose this. It's a mental preset. I choose a lower position. If, if I happen to have a, a position of authority or a higher position, I use that position to serve them. I don't treat them as people who are beneath me, but I treat them as equals whom I'm serving. That's, that's the way humility flows. In terms of respect, I choose to show respect. I don't cut them down in my mind or judge them for the things that they're saying, or I don't show indifference, but I choose to show respect, because these are people whom God has made. These, they have a value and a dignity just because of the fact that they are people service i serve with goodwill it's it's normal to do to want to do what's best for us and to want others to do what's best for us but humility means i do what's helpful for others because they're important now i don't do everything i can do or everything i could do because that would mean i have to leave all my responsibilities and and stuff aside but I do what I can do out of kindness and in humility toward the people around. How do you know when you're humble? I know I'm humble before God when I take a lower position and I serve others for his sake. God, I really want respect. I really want this In this situation, it would be great if they would relate to me this way. But I'm going to serve and trust you to give me what what I need. I'm going to trust you to bring it. Will you bring these things? Will you give me these things? But you're trusting God and you're choosing humility. I'm not throwing a fit and scheming to get my way, but I'm trusting him. If you're under authority, you know you're humble when... You show respect and serve. You, you aim to accomplish what the leader is trying to accomplish. You're pulling with them. Toward peers, I take a lower position mentally, not actually. You're not actually worthless, but you take a, a lower position mentally, you show respect, and you serve. The real competition is to see who can outdo one another in honor. That's where it lies. That's what scripture says. Here are some attitudes to avoid, the opposites of humility. Pride. Pride will bring us down. As you raise yourself up, put yourself above others, you're just taking a few steps up the ladder to come crashing down. It involves, the wrong kind of pride involves inordinate self-esteem. There is a pride that's okay. Okay. We're valuable. We're important to God. I I should respect myself and not put myself down. We're not to degrade ourselves at all. I, I can actually rejoice over my accomplishments. I can be excited that I'm making progress and that things are coming together. But I don't take my heritage or my gifts or my accomplishments and use them as a stand to look down on others. That's what I don't do. That's the wrong kind of pride. Romans 12:3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given to you. You don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. The Bible says that is the wrong kind of pride. And pride comes before disgrace and destruction. And all kinds of bad stuff. God destroys the possessions of the proud, Scripture says. Mockery is another opposite of humility. A mocker makes fun of what's right and good, or they make fun of people. Uh, Here's another illustration from the movie. Um, Zach is doing a a comedy routine. It's It's very good. Uh, uh, illustration of what it means to mock people that's a lot of what stand-up comedians do is mockery and it's at this point in the movie where I began to really get a bad taste in my mouth for Zach. but let's watch this let's watch this illustration
1: people are so out of touch with reality sometimes for example Are newborn babies cute? Of course not. (laughs) I'd go to the hospital to visit some friend of my wife's, and everywhere I turn, it's like precious this, darling this, beautiful that. I mean, it was like every single person that came in there caught some super virus that struck them blind or insane. I wanted to wrap up a little Chucky doll and just hold it there and see what people would say. It's my new baby. He's 99th percentile in anger development. (laughs) Seriously, going into the maternity ward is like a visit to the monkey house at the zoo. Room one, human mother, human father, baby, northern white cheeks, gibbon. (laughs) Room two, orangutan, the classic baby. Room three, baboon. My wife is always telling me to be nice, but she's also always telling me to tell the truth. So I try to do both. I look down at her friend's little six-hour-old baby with its crazy, twisted, alien head and its hair all over its shoulders and its forehead. And I say what I can. That is one beautiful little... That is one beautiful... But the word baby won't come out. And my sentences are getting shorter and shorter. And finally, I just blurt out, that is one little monkey. (laughs) They they thought I was overcome with emotion. On the way out, we passed the nursery. We saw the craziest baby yet. Whoa, Judy, is that a dog or a cat? (laughs) Either way, it's precious.
0: (laughs) That is wrong at a very deep level. Because babies are precious. They really are. So you hear him doing that, and inside you're going, oh, that's wrong. Guarantee every woman in the room, as they watch, I want to say something to (laughs) you. Things come to mind. That's what mockers do. They take what's precious to God, and they make fun of it. Because that baby is a bundle of potential And they they have a tremendous amount of value in the eyes of God. And what mockers tend to do is they they take the things that are important to God and they put them down. They make fun of what's right, what's good, or people who are very precious to God. Proverbs 3, he mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 19, penalties are prepared for mockers. And beatings for the back of fools. Now that verse is a relief after watching that comedy routine, isn't it? All right, he's going to get his. We'll just let let that happen. Pain and suffering goes to mockers. You don't want to do that. That's the opposite of humility. Final opposite is self-exaltation. Miriam and Aaron uh, were a part of Moses' team in the Old Testament. They were his brother and sister. And at one point, they started thinking to themselves... Well, who does Moses think he is? God speaks through us as well. And, and actually, God did speak through them as well. But it's interesting, in, in the conversation, in what God says to Miriam and Aaron, you find out why Moses was given the honor by God that he was given. Because he points out to Miriam and Aaron, God does. That Moses is the most humble man on the face of the earth, and with him I speak face-to-face. He's the only man on the face of the earth that I've chosen to speak face-to-face with because he has humbled himself before me. The opposite of that, see, they got a lesson. They were exalting themselves, Miriam and Aaron. They got a lesson from God in what really matters, and that's humility. Proverbs 30:32 30, through 33 says, If you have played the fool and exalted yourself, or if you have planned evil, clap your hand over your mouth. For as the churning the milk produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. If you exalt yourself, clap your hand over your mouth. Quick, stop. That brings conflict. It causes problems. The rule in Scripture is, Proverbs 27, let another praise you, not your own mouth. Just don't. Don't do it. Let someone else do that. Here's a great definition of humility that refers to, has to do with self exaltation. Philippians 2 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Jesus shows us the way of humility. Proverbs, I mean, Philippians 2, 5 through 9, it says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. This is We're about to celebrate uh, Christmas. Actually, my, my daughter, Lindsay, she has a rule. Right after Halloween, she can start listening to Christmas carols. So we're getting close. But this is the heart of what Jesus did at Christmas. He humbled himself. And he took the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him to the place, to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name. Even God himself. In Jesus Christ is humble. This is a tremendous lesson for us. This is the pathway. We choose humility before God. We set our heart to be obedient, and He exalts us at the right time. Our role is not to grab for the position, but to take a lower position, to show respect to God and the people around us, and to serve. As we do that, God exalts us. We're going to learn humility one of two ways. By practice, by taking lower position, showing respect and serving, practicing that, or God will humble us as we choose the opposite. It's a lot less painful to choose option one, to learn by practice. Because the way we're taught is through suffering, if we we choose pride. If you humble yourself, God forgives, people forgive, they, they pull together, the, come, the pressure comes off, and God gives the help you need to do what you're doing, to do the good stuff. The next steps that you could take are in your, uh, on your listening guide and on the connection card as well. If, if God's spoken to you this morning... There may be some steps that you want to take. It would be great to let us know and drop those in the offering when it comes by if you'd like to do that. One step could be to memorize Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Another step could be just choose humility in a strained relationship. You get into a conflict, there's strain, there's, there's struggle, and boy, you can see all the ways that you're right. I, I know I'm right here. You know, some people, what what'd Zach Zach say, some people just need to get over being wrong. Some people just need to admit (laughs) that they're wrong. Look at your own self, your own actions, your own words, your own attitudes, and own the things that are wrong. Admit it. Humble yourself before the people around you. So that may be a step that you need to take. Choose humility in a strained relationship. Or reject one of the opposites of humility that you've struggled with. That could be another one. And then maybe you've been investigating what it means to follow Christ and you've been checking out Christianity and you've never humbled yourself before God and decided to follow Christ. For the first time, this could be a step if you've never committed your life to follow Christ. For the first time, I'm going to humble myself and yield my life to follow Christ as Lord. That could be a step. There are others, I'm sure. But let's ask God for the strength to, to help us take these steps before we continue in worship. Would the band come up? Father, we come before you, and I thank you, Lord, for your kindness, first of all, and your grace that energizes us as we choose humility, as we come before you, and we admit our wrong and and <clears throat> get things straightened out with you. You give us strength and power and energy to do what you've made us to do and what you've called us to do. Father, I ask for your help right now in taking these steps of obedience. And I pray that you would help us to follow through and bring honor and glory to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.